One of you is the monster. Monster? They're British, you know. Hello, my name's Chris Denton. And I'm Paul Monk. And we are a very British horror. And as is traditional, Paul, would you introduce the subject of our podcast tonight? Okay, so this is um, the first of our Christmas episodes. Mm. And you can't get any more Christmassy than the BBC 1977 adaptation of Count Dracula. Yeah. And, and it's the reason we're covering this is not just, you know, because it's a Christmas story and we'll come to why it's a Christmas story in a second. But but what happened was on the Facebook page, we, we put up a, like a jokey little poll saying, okay, uh, who was the true heir to Christopher Lee as Dracula? Was it John Forbes Robertson or was it Mike Raven? Okay, I thought I thought I thought that was you know going to be quite funny, and I thought maybe Mike Raven would win that, <laughs> but, but I thought it'd be interesting. And you know, the answer came back, and we got a good response to this. And the answer came back, Louis Jordan. Which is like, hang on, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't on the ballot. What's going no. on? <laughs> and it was really uh, like uh, amazing the groundswell of interest in this BBC Dracula <laughs> that you know people were, were were queuing up to talk about this. You know, basically, even though the question was nothing to do with it. <laughs> so, so, yeah. <laughs> and you know, the people have spoken. They have. <laughs> So all the Mike Raven coverage, that's on hold, you know, <laughs> John Ford Robertson retrospective. No, not doing it. We're, we're, we're here. We're here for the Louis Jordan fans. <laughs> so, so I guess the first thing I, I kind of interested in asking you about this is had, had you seen this before? Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I had seen it before because it was, um, it was repeated because it's in, yes, that's right in, in the early 90s um so I, i'd seen it then yeah i was trying to work out if i'd seen it then as well um uh or whether i i vaguely recall a kind of dodgy early bbc video that i may have rented out of the library because it's the sort of thing that they would have had in a library um that sort of vaguely rings a bell but yeah, I definitely, definitely did see it. Um, interestingly enough, I don't think I ever got through it the first time round, and I could remember very little about it this time round. <laughs> well, it, it, yeah, I mean, it, it was a long time between between that showing and 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 now. But the, you know, I mean, the first thing to say about it is it's really long. It is so that you never got to the end of it, but that's not because of your like or attention span is because it's like a 155 minutes long or something yeah yeah. and and and, and kind of astonishingly when this was first shown yeah. in it on the 22nd of december 1977 the, the bbc just showed it in one go and you know the yeah. bbc you know no adverts you no. no live pause in those days you just <laughs> had to sit there and watch it <laughs> i think i think that was an extraordinary thing to do um, that would have been a whole evening's entertainment then it would have because it would have probably closed down after that in the days when the bbc closed down <laughs> it was yeah a curious decision but when they came to repeat <laughs> it 
they split it up into three episodes. So they, yeah. there were a couple of late seventies repeats. They they, show, they they divided it into three and showed it on successive nights, which is <laughs> makes a bit more sense. Well, 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 it, it does, and not so different to what they did uh, with the most recent Dracula adaptation. But um, um, then in the nineties, it was neither of those. They they, <laughs> they divided it into two parts, which is um, what the DVD I had is divided into two parts so yeah i think so i, th- I think that dvd must be yeah. essentially the 90s broadcast it's, version. It, it, it's a bbc special interest dvd apparently it comes under their special interest categories ah uh, yeah so, so you, you've got the original dvd yeah. they issued it twice the first uh, okay. the first was that and then they did do a mainstream release which is the one i've got but i suspect they're the same um exactly the same <clears throat> <laughs> disc just was a different yeah. cover <laughs> yeah, yeah um and of course the date i mentioned 22nd of december so yeah. um that means it's it, it is a christmas story they did yeah. the bbc really did broadcast this uh as a dracula story for christmas <laughs> yeah well, maybe we should bring that back we should have a dracula story for christmas every year we, we absolutely should uh, and this is very much the first thing that struck me about it this time. Uh, and I definitely didn't think this b- before, but this time, the very first thing that struck me about it was this is a mashup of Hammer Horror and A Ghost Story for Christmas. Yeah. So, so it's, it's completely in the Ghost Story for Christmas style. Well, yeah. nearly completely in, in that style. But then its subject matter is... Uh, Clearly, gothic horror, not yeah, yeah. ghost story at all. Uh, but um, I think the, the it just makes it so different to what Hammer did that it's uh, it, it it works really well. And of course, that was the the big problem for Hammer is they could never they could they never could reinvent it. <laughs> but, no. but this is this is um, this absolutely is a reinvention. So, uh, and and that's, and I think that's why one of the reasons it's so well remembered is because it's so different. It's so um, absolutely um, <laughs> distinctive and unique. But another thing that I remember thinking from the 1990s broadcast, this is basically all I remember from it, was, you know, okay, it's like a, a costume drama version of yeah. Dracula, but I don't now. I don't think that now. I now no. I think it's the Ghost Story for Christmas version of it, and I always think they were they were kind of different to the Jane Austens, of yeah, <laughs> those kinds of adaptions. And I, so, smaller budget, <laughs> smaller budget, but kind of different style. This is yeah. not like cozy yeah. tea time entertainment oh mr darcy that kind of stuff it's, <laughs> it's it's not 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 no so 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 it does it does confront the horror elements of dracula head-on which i which, which which i hadn't remembered that it did and i'm really pleased that it that it did and and another thing that this is well known for is being a really loyal adaption one of the most loyal adaptions yeah. of the book um so which interestingly was what christopher he always wanted to do yeah but when he did yeah. when he did actually have a go at that um it was 
that Jess Franco film from yeah, the yeah, early, yeah. so that might also have been called Count Dracula. I think I think it was. <laughs> yeah, but that is nowhere near <laughs> as as loyal to to the to the novel as this. this there no. are there are some changes, uh, a few, but the, the the running time. One of the reasons for the enormous running time, or comparatively enormous enormous running time, is that they keep a lot of stuff in the book that usually isn't yeah. adapted. Yeah. Right. Where should we go from here, Paul? Well, I don't know that we need to really go over the plot because I think everybody knows the story of Dracula. The yes, <laughs> I, I I would think that would very be very likely. But I, I would say that my, my, one of the first things I've got to say about this is the. The opening sequence, you know, yep. Jonathan Harker going to um, Castle Dracula. Well, yeah. in the Hammer version, they get it over like in 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but we get about 45 minutes of it here. <laughs> so you, you get basically um, everything that's everything that's written <laughs> in the novel, <laughs> virtually, I think, um, yeah. adapted here. And, 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 and I think there's some different, different things. Um... So they don't really have the any scenes in the inn. And and it's, I think I think where they deviate from the book in this, I think it's probably for reasons of cost. Yeah. Um, it's much easier to do those transfer the, the inn scenes to a coach, which is presumably a lot cheaper to film than building a, an inn set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um and that little coach scene is classic, you know, could, could have been any Hammer film. In fact, um, yeah, yeah. oh, uh, Taste of Blood of Dracula starts with a scene in a coach, doesn't it? It's yeah, <laughs> it's cl- classic. But um, I, I, I personally think the reason that they do this is because you get then a lot of Louis Jordan as yeah. Dracula, because so, because he he in, in the novel. This is his big stuff. This is all his dialogue scenes, or nearly all the dialogue scenes, where where the character yeah. of Dracula. His best bits are all at the beginning, aren't they? In this uh, yeah. sequence. So, and you've and they've got Louis Jordan, who who was a known international actor, wasn't? Yeah, uh, yeah. So so they they had to use him. Yeah. So and, and you know I think everything is done really well, um, really effective. The bits from the book you remember. There's just because of the running time. Um, for me, I was slightly reminded of the Hobbit movie, uh, the first one, An Unexpected Journey, right. which because because that's kind of a famously bloated runtime, the whole Hobbit <laughs> trilogy, and the beginning yeah. of it's, it's it's not that awful a film in my opinion, but um, it does have a yeah. lot at the beginning of really long dinner party scene with the dwarves <laughs> they're singing about gold yeah, yeah. and stuff and you're thinking okay get to the dragon now get to the dragon yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and i just because it dragged on so much i was thinking of that but actually there's <laughs> there's so there's quite a lot to savor so it's not uh, i didn't get bored it's just you know i'm a modern you know marvel um, movie DC movie kind of guy now, and uh, and uh, there's not explosions every five minutes. So <laughs> it, it's, 
Sometimes, yeah, sometimes so, you've got to readjust a bit to how things used to be done. <laughs> yeah, so I was a bit, um, I was a bit, I guess I was a bit the same. So this, I I was really struggled with this for maybe the first half hour, 40 minutes or something. Um, and I, for, for that sort of reason, because it, it did seem to be, going nowhere and i think it i think it was struggling to build up any kind of atmosphere at the beginning um so i'm being critical about it now but um but there is a reason for being critical at the beginning because i i, I think it's obvious through my notes that I, I i very quickly changed my opinion of this so at the beginning i thought it was quite stagey which it still is um yeah. but it's i just thought it was this bit was just very slow and 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 really struggled to build up the atmosphere that the book has yeah i i, I think that's fair but yeah but but you do have i mean louis jordan's performance as our uh as our listeners rightly say is really good so so he um he does he does hold your attention because he's he's pretty likable but at the same time, yeah. you can see um, the the darkness there because he, he's he's holding Jonathan captive, and 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 Jonathan quickly becomes aware of this, and yeah. then they've got this veneer of civility, so which so covering, yeah, which is covering that, which, which is in the book, and I yes. I I, um, I think the bit up when he actually gets to the castle, I think yeah, and and, and we get the first proper appearance of louis jordan where he hasn't got a, a scarf wrapped around his face hmm. um yeah at that point it it becomes quite um he I, I wrote that he's he's really striking like from the very first yeah. go he's he's a big presence yeah the minute he starts talking yeah he's quite and and this this will come up a lot in, when we talk about this i think but the he 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 plays it quite um normal does that make sense like he's like he's um it's not a big flamboyant performance he plays it like he's somebody perhaps a little bit odd who's just inviting this guy into his house yeah so there's it's, there's no thick transylvanian accent is there there's no creeping around like max shrek making no weird contortions with his body no you're he's, he's he, but he's not Physically, uh, he doesn't resemble the Dracula from the book, so he's not no. got the white wispy beard. He doesn't seem to get younger as um, no. as he drains Jonathan's blood or anything like that. Um, so, um, yeah, so there's a little bit <laughs> um, different from what we're used to, and I see what you mean about uh, he, he's kind of urbane and, and charming, but then we yeah. did have that um, with because Christopher Lee did do that, yeah, uh, but, at the start but, of Dracula, but I think but he yeah well, he rapidly changes to being essentially a monster, like a, a monster in the sense that he he doesn't he he, he doesn't but, talk after the first ten minutes. But that's because that that film has a runtime of about a third of this, so they have to kind of get that out of the way fairly quickly. So, so 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 Christopher Lee's Dracula, which is obviously a, a classic, but it never resolves. The kind no. of um, the, the the charm with the monstrousness 
whereas uh, Louis Jordan's version absolutely does, <laughs> and it carries on because um, he, he, he through the the the, the show. Uh, yeah. That um, because although he he don't, his appearances are less, he 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 has some like he has some good like dialogue scenes, some some proper confrontations. It's not just hissing and snarling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But he tries to get his point across, um, and he and he he's always on a very kind of a calm level. Like there's 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 never that point where he bubbles over into like this this horrible monstrous performance or anything he's like you don't get you get the impression that if he was to do that it would be flipping terrifying because because he's quite sort of calm and level-headed in, in it that makes a sort of sense yeah he's kind of he's kind of wryly amused yeah uh, by 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 his enemies as much as but, anything. But, but, but it's almost like he he's aware that anytime he's he's around he's the most powerful thing there so he doesn't he doesn't need to kind of go to any extreme or yeah. behave in any extreme way yeah because he doesn't need to and after a little while when you you kind of get used to that he becomes quite a bit more creepy yeah um so he's never properly scary but there is this but there is this kind of creepiness to him that that he could what would happen if he went really crazy um yeah i I see i see what you mean yeah yeah uh, yeah, th- there aren't really genuine frights. You're, you, 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 you're, you're, you're uh, right. Th- th- there's sort, there sort of are. There's genuine moments of horror, but we'll get to those in a bit later. Yeah, no, yeah, that that's that's true. But some, <laughs> there's also unfortunately some seventies effects <laughs> which which date the thing a little bit. Like, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um, agree to quite like those though. At first, I thought, oh no, this is taking me out a bit. But um, yeah, we can talk about those a bit later. Yeah, um, and actually, the, the the thing that that took me out of it even more than that, and I know you're going to violently disagree, so I'm going to say it's right, is the Radiophonic Workshop soundtrack. Yeah, <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't know that it's a Radiophonic. No, I know, no. It... <laughs> but the soundtrack is quite. It, it's not, but it's no. that style is obviously one guy in his casio uh, or, or, or whatever it is they used um I d- yeah <laughs> i don't really remember the music as sticking out because no, i don't because... that much of it that, well I, actually I, I i think i think there is and some bits of it are quite good and some bits of it are are, are really like um this is a bit jarring um for me yeah. they were and because because obviously Again, we're always going to come back to to, to Hammer and the James Bernard scores, but but it, it was so it was very different, but it was a bit low yeah. rent compared to that. And I and I, I know that that this is what TV used to do, but but I think yeah, um, and and, I, and it's interesting because um, you, you know, I mean, the Ghost Stories for Christmas. That I mean, they they famously. Um, 
found ways around this. <laughs> so, so, so um, the, the 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 music in in, in those, um, although obviously not a big orchestral sort, was a bit more timeless and a bit more effective than just having what, what I'm afraid was the radiophonic workshop style of music. So that's my controversial opinion. <laughs> Okay, so the other controversial opinion I, I sort of had at the beginning, I guess, is all of the Dracula's castle scenes. In the book, it's it's one of my favourite sections because I think it's the bit that's. It's it always strikes me as the bit it's the bit that Bram Stoker loved and spent a lot of time over. Mm. Um, and then I think when we get to the, I always feel that the ending of Dracula is quite, quite sort of weak. Um, as as written, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The, Not uh, talking that... necessarily about this, but um, yeah, yeah. So so I just thought this bit oddly just seemed. Uh, it seemed very stagey again, and everything seemed very small and empty like all of the performances were quite like maybe because it was it's a tv thing but it but, but all the performances were quite um they felt quite kind of penned in a little bit small a little bit small and i don't know if i'm really kind of expressing what i mean a bit but they they felt quite close like up close yeah, and like there wasn't yeah, no. there wasn't enough room for people to. They've got this massive castle, but everything felt quite tight and closed in. Well, because they probably didn't have them. Yeah, no, no, no. Because it looks the massive castle. But no, yeah, exactly. Um, no, I don't know and, what you and, mean, and, that, and that's very TV. That's a very much an effect of TV budget, isn't it? Yeah, and initially I didn't feel that you got the sense of. Jonathan Harker's panic as he realizes he's he's uh being held captive there. Um, well, it's, no, but, and it's quite difficult because yeah. because he he's, he's got to be showing his English stiff upper lip. Yeah, you can't you can't just go full on Keanu <laughs> straight away. But, but that's the, that's the thing. I think we've been we've been <laughs> so so used to adaptations of, of Dracula where where. The every, every performances are over the top, and and you know you get that kind of ridiculous performance that that you know that that, that the idea that they're oh I'm really shocked oh no I'm I'm trapped where whereas actually and it, and it, and it's towards the end of all of this sequences where where my my sort of take on this started to change and actually when I realised that that everyone's playing that that way everyone's downplaying everything and and it's more subtle that i started to to actually pick up on that and and genuinely really start to like this so i mean let's move move on the the transition to the next sequence is is a bit abrupt and sometimes you get a few abrupt transitions yeah. between between sections here but but um but, but Dracula sails on a model ship and, and ends up in Whitby. Um, and, and we've got slight change to, to the, to, to, to how the novel is because here, um, Mina is 
Mina Westernra. She's yeah. Lucy's yeah. sister, so she's not Mina Murray like she's yeah. in the novel. And um, um, Lucy's uh, just got engaged to um, Quincy P. Holmwood, who obviously yeah. is uh, an amalgamation <laughs> of uh, Quincy, it's Quincy Morris, isn't it? Quincy yeah. Morris and um, Arthur Holmwood. But yeah. he, he, it's like. He's the American, so he's basically Quincy, but with Holwood as a surname. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, cause, so, cause so he's, he he's yeah. So um, again, that's what I was saying. That that's a change to save a bit of money because they cut out whole character. So that's yeah, but one, you, but, one actor they don't need to employ. But usually it's Quincy that isn't in it. Yeah. So, so it's yeah. it's nice it's nice to it's nice to see him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, and it's clearly wasn't done for the American market, but just because they wanted to do something interesting. I, yeah. I think. And and it's um, an Irish actor putting on a Texan accent. Actually, he's he's not Irish, isn't he? I looked him up. I thought he was, unless I looked up the completely wrong person. Oh. But he said that he was born in Surrey. Okay, hang on. We we, we need and to... he actually actually was he was in an episode of Doctor Who, uh, and then and then he was a mildly uh, successful singer. In the oh no, 70s. you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I've I've looked up Richard I've Barnes, looked up, um, wasn't it? His name. Yes. Whereas I've looked up Bosco Hogan. <laughs> ah, yeah. So he's Jonathan Harker. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. So so Richard Barnes is quite interesting. Um, can't do a Texan accent to save his life or whatever Quincy uh, Holmwood is meant to be. That's a terrible, terrible accent. When he's first introduced as a bit of a dinner dinner party um, later on, we're massively skipping around here, but um, where he's with Lucy and she says something and he goes, oh, whoa there, little lady. <laughs> and he's just the worst. I mean, I've done a pretty good impression of him there and that was terrible. So, um, so I mean, for, for historical <laughs> reasons, I'm not going to criticise too much anyone who can't do an American <laughs> accent. <laughs> But, um, but but yeah, it gives it a good go. But I'm sure it would have been fine on TV in the late seventies because, well, um, sure for no British TV, yeah, but, yeah. But, but this did get shown in America. And, and, um, <laughs> I can't I can't imagine our um, transatlantic cousins were too <laughs> impressed. But there we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, so. The, the the thing that this the next thing that this adaptation is really famous for is the authentic locations, particularly this sequence where they really did go to Whitby and and that, um, that's genius, complete genius. Like there's, there, I don't know that there's any other adaptations that actually thought. Do you know what? We'll we'll go and record these bits in Whitby, where where it's actually set, <laughs> and. and, and <laughs> uh, I mean, because the way they explain it is is obviously everyone lives in London. Well, I say obviously, but but in this, everyone lives in London. But they but they um, the the, the Westerners holiday in Whitby, yeah. and um, Dra Dracula's like, well, well, he's seen the photo of the two girls and basically gone after him. Yeah, because <laughs> he's bought a house in London, but he's going via Whitby just 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 because of the girls. Yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you got that that um, opening 
shot, which is the the harbour and then the steps leading yeah. up to the to the ruins of the abbey. And I went to Whitby Abbey um, not that many years ago. And those steps, goodness! When when I saw them in the movie, I shuddered. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you have to go up quite a lot of steps to get yeah. to it. It's, it isn't fun, I have to tell you. No. But but and and the thing about the shot is that obviously uh, it, it was taken in seventy seven or, or thereabouts. Not a TV aerial in sight. I was quite impressed. <laughs> I didn't actually look, but yeah, that's that is quite impressive. <laughs> yeah. unless they just went in and got everybody got them went and took them down off uh everybody's roofs and then put them back up again well i mean maybe they did but they obviously <laughs> they obviously couldn't uh, uh cgi them out of the picture no. so. <laughs> it's quite a long shot as well isn't it so yeah, yeah. And, then, and then there's a close-up of them going up the steps <laughs> those steps but but it's very it's very atmospheric and that then you've got um yeah dracula goes after lucy and um uh, yeah so then that basically takes us to the end of episode one if you if, if there is an episode one <laughs> but yeah. in the 90s version of episode one <coughs> but then but then um so we're just just under halfway through the total running time then we finally get Frank Finley as Van Helsing, and yeah. it's the it's the Van Helsing in 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 the book. Yeah. It's great because you yeah, know really Cushing's good. brilliant as Van Helsing, but he doesn't play the character that that's in the book no. at all. No. He's got, he just he plays Peter he Cushing. Really. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but obviously um, he's a like el- elderly, quite elderly Dutch academic, and, yeah. and Frank Finley makes a he does it good, perfect, doesn't he? Pretty, and pretty, just the well, accent. I'm, I'm I mean I'm, I'm not I I I haven't um, any Dutch lineage, but to my untrained ear, he's doing a good <laughs> accent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and. Um, the the actual the scenes where Lucy's health sort of declines until she she dies and then comes back as a vampire and gets staked. Um, so so for me they are they are it's kind of the middle of the novel essentially. But I, I always thought I've always thought that they're the most beautifully written parts of the novel. I know, except what you what you you say about Stoker really leaning into the exciting stuff at the start. But yeah. I actually think he was a ri- in this novel. Is really beautifully written, and, and I think um, I, I think the middle bit is actually the best bit written bit. And for me, it was really nice. And I don't, yeah, I, I don't. This does not happen. Like these scenes are usually really seriously abbreviated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, but here um, you get the full kind of uh, Van Helsing as a medical man changing into a. Um, uh, more of a priest figure when he realizes uh, it's not uh, a disease uh, yeah. that could be fought with science, but he has to fight it with essentially uh, his arcane religious knowledge. <laughs> so, um, I, I, so I and I, 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 I mean, it's really long compared to how you know much you normally get, but I, yeah. I really appreciated its fidelity to those scenes in the book. And just how and how really nicely done and nicely played, and not just Frank 
Frank Finley, but because um, it, it's Susan just Penn Halligan as she's Lucy. great. Yeah, she really she, is. She's 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 really good. Once she becomes the vampire, or, or descends into that, she does some fantastic possession acting, and um, yeah. So, so she's she's a kind of classic English Rose kind of uh actor normally i think yeah. uh, and it play, plays with it here so you get that until the vampire switch don't you and then she's the exact opposite exactly like you say yeah. there's 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 only one thing in this sequence that massively lets you down and takes me out of it and you can probably guess what what i'm gonna say um i am gonna let you continue <laughs> okay it's the rubber bat that's not a rubber. Do you know? Right. No, there's a real bat in it, which is a, I have to say, a South American uh, fruit bat, which, you know, wouldn't necessarily be the sort of thing that would come from Central Europe. Um, no, there's a real bat in it, but there's also, they, they do use a rubber bat. So, so I've got for a lot um, of the scenes and it's, and it's flipping awful. And I don't think a rubber bat ever works. No, no, a rubber bat doesn't work but then one of my notes i've written down here with an exclamation mark is real bat there is a real bat in because it, but that it's not real, a real bat, bat flying around though when uh, it's flying it, around it's it's a rubber bat no i okay so so although I, now i know i remember what you mean i i just blocked it out because <laughs> of um you know scars of dracula and 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 yeah the, the terrible yeah i mean it is always a rubber bat is always awful but Using a real bat, I thought was excellent. I really well, that, like yeah. the real bat. <laughs> no, I like that. I think the tr- and I think the problem is because this production is doing a good job of being faithful and kind of being serious and treating it sort of real. That that really threw threw me out of the the, the scene a bit. Even though um, you know, if you have that in say like. Yeah, like Scars of Dracula or something like that. One of those films, it, it still looks total shite, but the but it's such a bigger, uh, more over the top performance and and a bigger bigger production. That it sort of doesn't matter so much. But because this is a bit more low key and a bit more serious and a bit take well taking a whole thing a bit more seriously, it really threw me out of it. And, really annoyed me because by this point i'm i'm totally engrossed in, in the whole thing and and really loving it and that just threw me out of it no well okay so and I, being I, the wrong I appreciate that and i always hate i'm with you i always <laughs> hate the rubber bat but then um in, in hammer they got rid of all of this they they got rid of dracula being able to transmogrify didn't they because yeah because because it was just a bit difficult to do well i think and they didn't need it whereas where whereas here they've they've gone back and you've got the dog uh they sorry do, the they wolf they do, <laughs> um, really, they do it really well though in this they because they don't and the fog yeah and, and and you you do see some rats but you don't get the like plague of rats on the ship no but, but it but it's it, everything's kind of everything's just suggested so you don't see anything or see any changes or anything like that particularly apart from the odd bit of fog but you it's done in a way that you know exactly what's going on interestingly i thought it was really interesting with the dog 
because the window gets broken lucy's window gets broken and there's the the wolf there and it is actually a wolf i think it's not a not an actual so i think it's a domesticated wolf i don't think it's the usual husky or alsatian that often gets put in these places i noticed that it was filmed with its mouth obscured so that they could overdouble the growling so i don't know whether it was just they just couldn't get it to growl or bark or whether that they just thought well that's too difficult to do so we'll just we'll just film it in a way that we don't actually see its mouth you got to admire the fidelities and all though although yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and it paid no, off in, in one really um i mean this was the rubber bat as well so 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 <laughs> uh, um you know when it's tapping on the window yeah, yeah. And, you, and you hear the tapping for yeah. like 90 seconds before you see it yeah i, I think that was i liked that i thought it was really good yeah <laughs> and mrs Wistoner, she just um she just closes the blind doesn't she yeah i like that that whole kind of like she she didn't actually see it at that point and you can imagine dracula's out there trying to be a bat on top of the window and he's going oh for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I've got to turn into a wolf. She, she'll notice that. <laughs> well, she notices it. She dies of a heart attack. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and of course that 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 scene's more or less in the book, isn't it? So, um, uh, and and yeah, I, I thought quite quite well realised. And and thinking of other uh, Lucy's and the death of deaths of Lucy, um, I really like. The whole uh, rubber bat, maybe aside, the whole way it's done, and then yeah. um, she is because you you see the, the the little kid afterwards that like vampire Lucy has been, yeah. and, that, yeah. that, and that's kind of you feel the kind of horror that Van Helsing feels when he sees those. Yeah, marks exactly. And, that's yeah. what this do, that's what this does really well. Is those is that there are it sort of ticks along very low key, and then there's moments of horror which are then amplified because of the fact that everything else is quite low-key so when something really horrific happens um or or is suggested in some way it's it's doubly horrific because because it's it's downplayed and because the whole thing is is played fairly realistically it is yeah and we do um we, we do have some other practical effects we've got the um the red contact lenses make an appearance are um, those those they're, but again those those when they appear you're like oh crap that's really it means business now because that's that's quite a sort of yeah over slightly over the top thing within this quite contained production which is which is really good and and again also where they they deal with vampire lucy well yeah um when 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 um van helsing gets the stake out yeah. it's a really long and thick and with a sharp point it's not yeah. kind of like a buffy the vampire slayer kind of stake no, no. this one this one looks like it really means business <laughs> you're like Ooh. yeah it's gonna take a bit of heft <laughs> to get that Ooh. <laughs> and 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 that bit he puts it in and and you see actual blood and yeah you do yes and it's the same in this in this production anytime you see actual blood it's properly horrific because because everything's downplayed up until that point and suddenly you're there with like 
it just suddenly seems just more horrible. And and I love that that whole scene um, when everyone leaves at the end, and 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 Van Helsing's dealing with the 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 body of Lucy. So they've put the stake in, and then he's doing the last little preparations, and that that whole scene is just really creepy because he does it he does it very he does it like a, a medical doctor like it, it's it's done in a very caring way right well and, well and then he goes in and then the, the, this is the really horrible bit and then he goes in gets that that knife out to decapitate her and then yeah. it cuts away and and you know just what he's doing but he's doing it in a in a sort of in, in a sort of medical way it's not and, and for some reason that is just far worse and more horrific than like in the i mean i think it is it in the the francis Ford coppola version where you know lucy's decapitated and her head bounces around for five minutes before <laughs> you know and, 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 and that's not that's not at all horrific because that's just silly and stupid whereas this is genuinely horrible so and it made, it made me wince a little bit. And the thing that, that made me uncomfortable, uh, and I think this was intended, yeah. is when Van Helsing doesn't actually stake Lucy. He no. kind of he kind of manipulates his slash encourages Quincy to do it. Yeah. And I, I, I'm thinking, you, you know, look, if she's alive, this is murder, Quincy. <laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> and I no, notice how Van Helsing won't do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, just, yeah just in case he's wrong you can leg it <laughs> um and then um but the act when the actual effect is uh quite a basic one isn't it it's kind of uh the act the actor's head and then a f- and then her arms but then a fake body so there's yeah, yeah but it's really well done so that I, I didn't think that at all i didn't sit back and go oh yeah that's a that's done that way. I thought it was just really good. Hmm. Um, I'm genu- and I think I was just re- recoiling a bit because it was genuinely horrible because but, but there was I hadn't seen too I much think, of that up until then. Fair, fair enough. But there was one there's one thing mechanically, like the mechanics of the plot, which I think yeah. is weird, is that yeah. Jonathan isn't there. So no. so you, you usually he would be there, right? Yeah. But 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 he's not. Uh, because they haven't explained to him what's going on at this point, uh, but but then then the kind of the next scene is, is like uh, with with Van Helsing and 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 uh, Arthur and Quincy, not Arthur, uh, Doctor Seward and Doctor yeah. Seward and Quincy, and then um, Mina and Jonathan, and and that's uh, them them just explaining. Oh, and that's what happened, and that's yeah. why you're. Yeah, that, that's why um, we, we think your thing with Dracula is the same as our thing with Lucy. And, yeah. and then they go, oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but it's, it's like, well, yeah, but uh, usually Jonathan would be there to see it with the evidence of his own eyes. Yeah. I know he's already seen Dracula, but it's like, <laughs> I, just, it's, I just thought it was a weird transition. Oh, and yeah. then um, and, and then we have another, like, Weird, weird thing where um because we've had a couple of Renfield scenes the the, yeah. the normal oh we haven't really spoken about Renfield I, I, I do want to talk a bit more about him but, but and then but then for no reason for no reason at all Mina wants to talk to him yeah uh, and she does a couple of times but 
what I think about this Renfield is because um, he's played by Jack Shepard, who went on for uh, a long time. Uh, Jack Shepard's. Yeah. You, you usually in, think of him as an older actor, but this is. But well, here, he, was, he was in Wycliffe, wasn't he? Do you remember? Yeah, that exactly. That's his big exactly. detective thing. Yeah, um, a very, very good actor. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I saw him on stage um, doing um, The Signalman and um, Whistle and I'll Come to You. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but here, uh, I wrote this down, right? This, his version of Renfield reminds me of Pete Doherty in Rehab. Because <laughs> 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 he, he's kind of young and, you know, he, 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 he's uh, quite, like, out of control. But he's not, like, he, 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 he strikes me more, like, romantic poet slash rock star than... He, yeah, I... See, I think I think what's interesting in the way he plays Renfield is again, it's it's like with all of this, it, it it's it's understated and it's it's played uh, a bit more calmly. He has moments of sort of mania, but you know, again, comparing to other Renfields, where I mean, where they're all far more sort of crazy and and you know, I think even the Renfield in the 1931 Dracula is a bit more <laughs> over the top manic than Jack Shepard but what he does do I think and I think you're right that whole thing of Rockstar in rehab is that he just play he plays him like he's a uh sort of rational sort of not rational because he isn't but he's playing him as if he what he's saying is completely rational and that he's not um and that he's not crazy and actually that's absolutely true because there is this other power who's been talking to him and telling him that yeah this whole business with the flies and eating the flies and then the spiders eating the flies and um one yeah, kitten all that stuff yeah and then you know it, there's an old, an old lady who then dies. <laughs> That's a silly song. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, all of that stuff will, will give him eternal life. Well, that, that's all the stuff that Dracula's promising him and, and promising him to, to that he, he will have eternal life if he if he drinks the energy of others. He, he's just he's just done it from a weird viewpoint with the flies and the spiders. So actually everything he says makes complete and utter sense from from his mm. point of view and he plays it like that he plays it like he's a rational man who is explaining what he he's experiencing and going through and of course everyone else thinks he's crazy and he, he, he's locked up and so i think that's i think that's quite an interesting take on it and i really really liked his renfield i i did too i mean it's not yeah. it's, it's not I mean, there are there are slightly extravagant moments, like, yeah, like, yeah. The, death, like the death scene. But yeah, oh, comparatively, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and sometimes Renfield annoys me, to be honest. But but yeah, yeah. I like I like this version of it. Yeah, yeah. So, so no, I, I agree that the Renfield character is often quite annoying in, in other productions, and they kind of sort of soup him up. 
to be, I don't know, like they almost get into the portions where he's a bit like the Joker or something. Well, yeah, or, or like stage school lunatic, which I can't stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so there's a film, actually there's a film coming out called Renfield, isn't there? <laughs> so, so with a, That's terrible. With, well, we'll see. Nicholas Holt, I think, playing Renfield to Nicholas okay. Cage's Dracula. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. See, when you said Nicholas Holt playing Redfield, I was thinking, oh, okay. And then you said Nicholas Cage's Dracula. And it's like, okay, there's no way this is going to be anything <laughs> other than just completely over the top of mental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'd I quite think... like to see Nick Cage's Dracula, actually, now. Now you come to mention it. Well, we'll have to, we'll have to see what our listeners decide. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe he's he's the worthy successor to Christopher Lee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, so there was another there's another scene I wanted to talk about in in, in London where where um, the, the 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 boys the, <laughs> the patriarchy, depending on how you interpret, it, <laughs> yeah, uh, are going around. Um, Basically sterilizing all the coffins of Earth, yeah. so, um, and 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 they they find another of his London hidey holes, Dracula's London hidey holes, and and Dracula just walks out and he goes, "Oh, good afternoon, gentlemen," <laughs> in that kind of way. And I really love that scene. This isn't yeah. Louis Jordan's, you know, his only really big scene in the the latter part of it, and I and then he puts his defense, doesn't it? Which is like, yeah. well. Uh, you know, I, I need human blood. You eat roast chickens. What's the difference? Yeah, yeah. But that, that's not a line from the novel, I don't think. Like, although the scene itself is in the novel. <laughs> yeah, no, he's superb in that. Like, really unfazed by by anything. There's none of this, like, you know, Van Helsing's waving across around, and there's none of this sort of, like, hissing and recoiling. And he's just very calm. Like In the like Gary Oldman one, in yeah. this in this scene in the Gary Oldman film, he he breathes fire at the cross, doesn't he? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, and he's some kind of bat monster thing. <laughs> yeah. Whereas he just goes, yeah, right. <laughs> Not really. You, you don't really bother me. I'm, I'm off. <laughs> yeah. Huh, I'm off to get a job as a taxi driver. Yeah. Oh no, I wrote this. I wrote. <laughs> yeah. I wrote that down. Um, yeah. Right, because obviously, yeah, you've got the the thing where he's the coach driver at the beginning, but, yeah. but for some reason, he drives um, <laughs> Jonathan and Mina back to back home when they when yeah. they reunited, doesn't he? And and, it, and it, it's like, what? Why? Why does he do that? Is he just like really enjoy driving <laughs> the coaches? <laughs> Love coaches. It can't be for the money because he doesn't accept their money. So it's no. not like it's not like he's doing like. Like uh, an Uber job on the side or something. No, it's free of charge. The, yeah, the like, ride's yeah. always free of charge. <laughs> he just really loves coaches. <laughs> you see, this is this this is this is his like likable tender side. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, he's got to do he's got to do something while while that lot are all running around trying to <laughs> catch him out. <laughs> that's yeah, what so he's, he's doing. That's, lifts. that's why he's not. Yeah, that's why he's not there. He's just driving coaches around London. Having a great time. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe offering a few tourists the, the, odd, the odd drive round. Yeah. Drink a bit of their blood, you know. It's all, it's all good. 
yeah, yeah, I, 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 I like, I like that. But I'll, I'll, when the, the like the net closes and though um, he's kind of um, he he's semi vampirized vampirized Mina, hasn't he? By yeah, this yeah. point, uh, well, so she's a bride, but she's not actually dead. No. So it's, yeah, because she just gets interrupted when she's drinking his blood. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, and she kind of knows what he's going to do because they're connected. Um, but 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 then then again, you have one of these another of these abrupt <clears throat> transitions because she basically says, "Oh, they've gone home." So they're trying to chase him back to Transylvania. Yeah. Um, and then you get a kind of uh, then it loses focus a little bit at the end, partly because <clears throat> of the, way the novel is. Yeah. Um, you, you get this. Um, you don't really explain why it's only Van Helsing and Mina, um, no. or at least if it was explained, I didn't pick it up. But then the brides come come at them, don't they? In, in the yeah, oh, I love that sequence. That was really good. Um, yes, I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was kind of like um, like the Devil Rides Out almost. Yeah, Edge of Death comes, they're the brides. Well, we yeah. have met the brides obviously in the beginning, and they come back for this. And I, I, I always like to see. I always like to see the prize of Dracula. So yeah, <laughs> interestingly, it's they're they're all. I mean, obviously they're all wearing white. Interesting when Mina almost becomes a vampire and st- starts that sort of half transition, she starts wearing black and all of those scenes. And I, I just there's probably no significance to that. It just seemed like that was quite apt. Yeah, well, I, I mean the, the wardrobe, the wardrobe person probably did that to, deliberately. I'm, I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure that that that's the case. Oh, um, I, I did want to say uh, this is an aside, really, because Mina's played by is it Judy Balker? Yeah, who who um is Andromeda from Clash of the Titans? Ah, of course, yeah, I was trying, and she's also um in the lead character in uh, the New Adventures of Black Beauty. That's right. <laughs> is that the one in New Zealand? Uh, it's it's. I think it's it's the one with the the theme song that everyone knows. Oh well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't think it is in New Zealand. Are you thinking of Wales or Gamage? No, or... I think Black Beauty went to New Zealand in the end okay. as well. Is that is that is that what happened to successful kids shows? They just ended up going to New Zealand before they die. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, she was in the Adventures of Black Beauty. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, maybe I'm getting it. Maybe the New Adventures is is the 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 New Zealand one. I don't know, but yeah, anyway, she's in Black. It Beauty. is the New Adventures is the New Zealand one. Yeah, uh, okay, <laughs> but she was uh, she wasn't in that. No, okay, <laughs> so she was in the Adventures of Black Beauty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any, anyway, um. Bit of a digression there. Clash of the Titans probably more impressive than than even yeah. the Black Beauties. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and of course, and of course, to clarify again, um, I, I'm, I do mean the original Ray Harryhausen Clash of the Titans, yeah, yeah, yeah. not the New Zealand <laughs> Clash of the Titans that was ever seen, <laughs> or or, or the, the, the the remake with um, Ray Fiennes and uh, yeah. Liam Neeson, which I also liked. <laughs> but, I've never seen it, so. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, uh, back to Dracula. Um, so yeah, um, then you do get finally the 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 showdown um, 
There's quite when, a good chase sequence before this, I thought. Well, with the yeah, with with uh, Quincy and yeah, and, and the Slovaks, um, and, and Jonathan and they yeah, and 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 um, as per the uh, as per the novel, more yeah. or less, the 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 um, the Dracula has some human uh, helpers, and I think yeah. as per the novel, they the the they just get mown down. And this time yeah. I'm thinking, well, you you open fire on them. <laughs> yeah, you're like you're like. Uh, I also think that they're you, like... you 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 you're not Transylvanian. They're, they're locals here. You've turned yeah. up with guns and just started shooting them. <laughs> and not only that, but I, the the yeah, the the they all have the um, advantage of knowing the land. They have the advantage that they're more likely to be better with guns because they probably hunt using them and various things and there are these like upper class mostly english blokes who 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 have no experience of any of this and no experience of that and they they repeatedly get um you know shot at but not hit apart from the one time when quincy does get hit but that's in the leg or something so no no well quick I mean, it, that's really interesting because Quincy dies in the novel, yeah. um, but but Arthur lives. So, so yeah. um, we what well, we we don't know whether um, we don't see Quincy die. The, the way this ends with Quincy slumped against the tree, we don't know if he's died or not. No, but no, but he true. might not because you know I yeah. say <laughs> he he's there to represent two characters, one of whom one survives, one of whom doesn't. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, and he's an actual cowboy as well, so he, he's the only he one who legitimately so might be able to use a gun, <laughs> yeah, and ride a horse to that degree. Well, no, I, I, I guess, um, well, Jonathan's not an aristocrat, he's um, well, no, he's not, but he's, he's sort ne- of middle neither, class, isn't he? Yeah, but but they're not like because Arthur Homewood, who, who had to be in this. You could explain why he's good at horse riding and why he can shoot. And yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah exactly. aristocrats all, all all could, but but not. You know, what about psychiatric so this, doctors? Yeah, but it seems unlikely. I yeah. mean, pos- I mean, like, may, maybe because of their they're obviously well-to-do backgrounds anyway. But uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't propose to to go down this route again. Um, but but there's, there's a, actually. Um, it's very hard to, from a modern standpoint to view the like uh, to view Quincy Arthur and um, Jonathan and yeah. Van Helsing as anything other than awful villains. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who are like that, oppressing everyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. and, and that that real <laughs> sense of sort of yeah. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, no, that's gone. That thought, but yeah, no, they're just, yeah. I mean, they're 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 extremely like misogynistic, and yeah. um, yeah, they're they're also imperialists. Yeah, all, all sorts of. Terrible... But they they flatly, cold bloodedly kill some of their Slovaks. They did. They did absolutely. They yeah. absolutely did, and and they know they're not going to have any consequences for no, it no. because of their privileged position. Yeah. <laughs> because he's going to care about these these peasants. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I don't propose to go down that route because obviously it's not the internal logic of this this adaption. No, but, no. But, but <laughs> it does. It it is really striking at the end. It, it really is. Right. And 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 um, I'm just going to refer to my notes to, to see if I've missed any of the exciting well, we're, we're... points. There's a few bits that I definitely need to go over, but should we get on to just the end bit with Dracula's death? Oh, well, yeah, it's hardly even worth talking about. Yeah, but basically, he goes, oh, it's the sunset, brilliant, and then he gets staked and he's dead. Yeah. But good fireworks show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. We're treated to sort of like a five-minute firework sequence, aren't we, of like smoke and flares and all kinds of things coming out of his coffin yeah and which i I thought was quite quite well done obviously hammer always did something and but here they didn't they don't obviously melt the body or anything so 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 what was quite was i think the thing with that it's a case of like yeah look we because i think in the book dracula gets dispatched reasonably um not quickly but just just well, without a huge fanfare, and I think this is just their little way of just saying, "Look, we've got to make something a little bit more of this, so let's make it a bit more impressive." Yeah, and obviously that that deviates from the book as well, doesn't it? Because because um, he's not staked in the book with a wooden stake, um, isn't he? No. Basically. Uh- Basically, um, Harker, I think in the book, Harker decapitates him with oh, his okay. big, big uh, curved knife thing that he's got. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, while, yeah. while Quincy is is stabbing him. I think it's Quincy or is it Arthur? One of them is stabbing him with a bowie knife in in, the, in his heart. Yeah. But but it is at sunset. But under the, but... Under the direction of Van Helsing, obviously. And, but it is at sunset. So he doesn't, yeah, yeah, he doesn't yeah. actually get up and fight because he can't. No, that's the whole thing and it's a bit rubbish really isn't it well but I, uh, and, and i think for me it just shows what, what bram stoker's intention was that um yeah. that the dracula wasn't uh, you shouldn't view dracula as a person but no. Dr- dracula as a thing as a yeah. threat and the the threat is countered and you don't have to have a conversation with him. He doesn't no. have to even put up a struggle. It's just the threat is countered. Yeah. Um, which, you, you, I mean, he, we've moved away from that earlier, but then we're, we, we, but it has to end in, in that way for this adaption because it couldn't change the ending. It wouldn't be... No. It wouldn't be keeping its fidelity to the source material if it changed the ending. So, yeah. so um, yeah, that that's it. Um, so I, I've I've got one other thing to say, but it's not specifically related uh, actually to to this adaptation. So, okay, uh, have you got anything on your list we haven't um, covered yet? So, I've got a few few things. Um, okay. So, one of the sequences I really loved is. Um, when when which we didn't mention was when mina is following lucy um when she's being drawn up to the the sort of graveyard area oh yeah yeah and then mina sees dracula basically drinking lucy's blood and that that was another kind of quite effective 
horrible sort of scene because he's quite animalistic in that which is very different to how he's appeared the rest of the time i thought that was quite effectively done again just by having him there and then suddenly he's not there um and just the direction of that scene was 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 really nicely done i thought yeah so the equivalent in the coppola dracula is basically a sex scene isn't it yeah well, yeah. this this sort of maybe alludes to that a little bit because it does, a little it does. Bit of moaning and stuff, and it's a bit inappropriate. It's the subtext it's, here. Yeah, and they just make it the they just make it the text. text in, in, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is kind of the anti uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Um, and and the uh, just some little things. Uh, Dracula's nails. I quite like the fact he's got quite pointy. Claude nails, thought that was, that was and hairy cool. palms as well. Yeah, and and also, um, I also love the fact that when they're vampires, they have the pointy teeth all the time. Yeah, I think that's. From I the like book. yeah, but I like that. I like the fact that they they had that, and that the teeth were were again obvious but subtle. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't. You know, sometimes yep. you see it in um, vampire films and they, the teeth sort of appear and they're going in for the attack and you know that there's no way that actor could speak with those teeth in. You know that the, these actors can all speak with those teeth. Well, so at the same time, it's quite sort of so, disarming seeing them there. So, so quite, I mean, in vampire uh, cinema, the, the the teeth are sometimes used to represent you know bloodlust excitement yeah, yeah, yeah. aren't they but yeah. whereas that's not what stoke like like it's exactly like you say in in the in the novel vampires just have sharp teeth <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i agree and it's, it's nice to see it done that way yeah um the other thing as well is we have the uh, back in dracula's castle we have the scene with the brides and we have the baby scene, which is something that's not usually included in stuff. It's really horrible. And uh, it's horrible again because we see like though you don't see them do it, there's like a real baby that 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 they're holding, and then some horrible sound effect things, and then they're all covered in blood. Um, mm. and you know what they've done, and it, and it's more horrible because of that. Um, but I just think the the baby scene is is just one of the more horrible things in the book, and and actually it's quite nice that it, they included that. Yeah, um, I think that's right. It's not usually done. I think the 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 recent BBC Dracula had it, didn't it? Had a version of it in. Yeah, yeah. And and the other bit we didn't touch on in that scene is the Dracula going down the wall sequence which i thought was really well done although it was a really odd choice the way that he's going down that wall it looks like he's doing a the breaststroke or something yeah so so, so i mean usually though it's like batman and robin walk, 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 walking up a wall isn't yeah it? <laughs> and this is obviously done in the same way but actually they invert the angle so that it is so that hark is looking out of the window but it's he's looking up and i think that works really well and I think the direction of this is actually superb. Um, but it was just an odd choice, I thought. I mean, he sort of flops 
along yeah, the yeah, wall. Yeah. I think flop whereas, is exactly the word. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I remember in, in uh, it might be the, is it the Frank Langella one or is it the, or is it the the other one? Um, and one of them, he actually properly crawls down the wall. I remember that, that freaking me out quite a bit, but I can't remember which version it is. No, um, I'm not sure. No. It might, it might be the Langella version. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that's that got quite a few, um, that's got quite a few links to this one. Yeah. Oh. It's more of a, presented as a sort of romance, though, than this. Yes, yes, although you can see the similarities between yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan and Langella, <clears throat> yeah. their versions of it. And also I think the more, the more recent um, Moffat and Gatiss Dracula, their, their Dracula definitely is a version of the Louis Jordan one, apart from being a bit... I thought that. Yeah, bit, I thought... But he's, he's a little bit more... Um, flamboyant but yeah i think i think they're taking a lot from of their dracula from this yeah yeah i, I think that's right because um, and this is this is really my my final point that chris christopher lee had defined how dracula was done from from like um the mid to late fifties or in, into into the seventies, but then in the seventies, quite a few different people had um had had a had a, had a go at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and and, and, and yes, uh, and like I mentioned earlier, Lee himself had a go of doing it yeah. a different way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but I I don't know that. I mean, I, in fact, I can say this. None of the seventies Draculas really had the cultural impact of Lugosi or, or Lee, and no. it what it wouldn't be until Gary Oldman did it that, yeah. that it would happen again. Because I think Gary Oldman's version is just as big, but maybe you needed that time. Um, yeah, I think because you know Lee was Lee had only last played Dracula like three three or four years prior to this. I think I think I think it was yeah. still yeah. yeah. Fresh and and I think it was too, too. I mean, it'd be like it'd be like someone playing Hannibal Lecter now. I think you'd just be doing it in in Hopkins's shadow, and so you just need to to you you just need a little bit of time, maybe 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 um, yeah. to in, in, until you can do a, a, a fresh a fresh approach. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, and I, I guess. You know, my question I asked on the forum was, "Who's the heir to Christopher Lee? Is it Mike Raven or John Ford Robinson?" The answer is Mike Raven. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but then then the <laughs> no, because obviously Hammer didn't. They came nowhere near, and and Hammer's one of Hammer's big problems was they could never replace Christopher Lee as Dracula or as a leading actor generally. Yeah, but um, but. If you could say who was the heir to Christopher Lee, is it Frank Langella? Is it Louise Jordan? Is it Jack? Um, I mean, more interesting question. The Langella has a lot of fans, but yeah. um, but but I think the answer still might be Louis Jordan. And I think the only yeah. thing that actually even counts against him is 
that this isn't a a big movie, but it's a TV, a BBC TV show. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think, uh, but performance-wise, I think it's he plays right, it right he up plays there. It. He plays it like it's a like it's a a sort of movie, though. I think. Yeah. I, I, oh yeah, I, I think you get the same. He gets performance. that same charisma and performance, and yeah. I, I think, I think he, I, I just think this thought this was superb, and it's really interesting because I was, I was not enjoying it at the start, but then it just grabs me, and and I think once I understood it, it, it what it was doing, it, it, it was, I thought it was really, really good. So. What I'm going to do, because I, I mean, I, I agree. I think it's, I think it's great. What, what I'm going to do, Paul, is I'm going to ask another stupid question on the forum, okay. uh, and then, and then see what people come back with, because this is obviously the, this is obviously <laughs> what we need. <laughs> um, I, I don't know um, who, who's the best mummy, and then um, <laughs> something that, <laughs> and then come up with two terrible mummies or something. Yeah, we'll just, yeah. yeah. But I'm really glad um, we because yeah. um, so... <laughs> I dismissed it all these years and because and, I, I just struggled to get through it. Yeah, yeah. Um and, and I think that's the thing. This is not this is not um like a terrible folly like you know some people might say the Hobbit <laughs> trilogy is. This is this is this is you know, there's a lot of good stuff here this is the novel as uh written. this is the novel performed as written and it's almost yeah. unique it, it, almost unique in that 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 way um yeah okay uh, i think i, I think I, i'm done so and i think we'll probably you know i think we've probably finished unless you've got any yeah. any dramatic last last minute interventions uh no um and and we're, we're we could be in danger of having a huge runtime and Having to split this into two or three parts. Um, yeah, we, 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 we should. We that's what we should do is a tribute <laughs> to the BBC. We should we should release it in one part and then in three parts and then in two parts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it could be under a very British horror special interest. Um, <laughs> no, so uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to add. Well, yeah. I would really love actually to get on social media and and, and talk you? about this podcast, but I don't know how, Paul. Could you remind me? Well, that's 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 a shame because um, somebody's on there pretending to be you. Um, yes, so you can find us on Facebook where we're very British horror, or you can find us on Twitter where we're at very Brit horror, or you can email us at very British gmail dot com, and we're also on Instagram, but that's not updated that often. Right, yeah. Please like and subscribe. Oh no, yeah. that's something. No, that you don't need to do. Whatever. Do do like, <laughs> like and follow. Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Just not um, block or mute. We don't want you doing those. <laughs> exactly. Right. Okay. Well, until next time, I have been Chris Denton, and I'm still Paul Monk. Good night. Bye.